0: Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. On February 6th of this year, many of you heard the sermon I preached about going fishing with Jesus based on Luke chapter 5. This was the one about the line, hook, and bait. Remember, the line represents God the Father who is trustworthy and strong, never worn out or brittle. The hook represents God's Word, which is solid, true, and sharp. Because it has a solid foundation in our Lord Jesus and is sharper than any double-edged sword. And the bait? Well, the bait represents Jesus Because the bait must pay the ultimate price with its life. As Jesus did for you, for me, and for all people. The sad truth is that all people don't know or believe in Him and what He has done for them. That's why during the course of that sermon, I challenge us to go fishing for people With Jesus. With Jesus. So today I'm asking, how's that going? How's it going fishing for people with Jesus? Have you had a few nibbles? If not, have you been utilizing the line, hook, and bait as I have described them? Or are they still in the tackle box? I mention this again because a portion of our reading from the Gospel of John for today is strikingly similar to that previous text from Luke chapter 5. Listen to what John wrote in chapter 21 beginning at verse 3. Simon Peter said to them, I am going fishing. They said to him, We will go with you. That disciple whom Jesus loved, therefore, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he put on his outer garment, for he was stripped for work, and threw himself into the sea. The other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish, for they were not far from the land, but about a hundred yards off. When they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire in place, and fish laid on it. And bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish that you have just caught. So Simon Peter went aboard and hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them. And although there were so many, the net was not torn. Peter decides he's going fishing. And the other six disciples agreed to go along too. They fish all night. And they catch. Nothing. Big goose egg. At sunrise, Jesus is standing on the shore, but the disciples, for whatever reason, don't recognize that it's Jesus. He asks them if they have any fish, and upon hearing their answer of no, Jesus directs them to cast their net on the right side of the boat. My question is why? Not why the right side of the boat, but why does Jesus ask the disciples if they've caught any fish? Why ask this question? After all, Jesus is the Son of God, and that means He knows all things. He knows the answer to the question before He asks it. So why does he ask them, have you caught any fish? Because they needed to know, they can't catch them without them. Proverbs 19 verse 21 says, Many are the plans in the mind of a man, but it is the purpose of the Lord that will stand. Peter and the other disciples needed to know that their plans must be in line with the Lord's purpose. And when they followed the Lord's purpose with their plan to go fishing, what happened? They caught 153 fish. At the Lord's word, they caught 153 fish. And when Peter dragged them to shore, the net did not tear. The net was not torn. It held up and did not break. Why? Because the disciples' plan was in line with the Lord's purpose. They followed Jesus' directions in casting their net. They took the Lord at His word and followed that word, His word, to the letter. Not too far from then, very soon, Jesus will ascend into heaven. And His disciples will receive the Holy Spirit just ten days later. And through the Holy Spirit, they will continue to receive God's Word for them to speak to the people. Because they won't be fishing with a net to make a big catch. No. They will be fishing with God's Word to make an even larger catch. A far more important catch of capturing hearts, minds, and souls For Jesus. But notice, they aren't going to do it on their own. They will pray to God the Father who will send His Holy Spirit to them with God's Word of repentance and forgiveness that Jesus won for them and for all people conquering sin, death, and the power of the devil on that cross. And then in victory, rising from the dead. Bringing new life. You aren't going to do it on your own either. When you pray to God the Father about speaking to someone about Jesus, He will send His Holy Spirit to you with God's Word of repentance and forgiveness that Jesus won for you and for the people or person with whom you share that good news. You will be fishing for people with Jesus. And remember, your part is to share the love of God in Christ Jesus for them. It is not up to you to change their mind or hearts. God's Holy Spirit is the only one who can do that. The Holy Spirit is the one who does the heavy lifting here. Your part is to share Jesus and His love with them. Tell them the amazing true story of what He did for them as we confess in the Apostles' Creed. That's one reason why it's so important to have the Apostles' Creed memorized. Because in it, you will have the information, the facts of Jesus' life, death, resurrection, ascension into heaven, and promise to come again one day. Now I know, there may be some of you sitting there thinking, you can't share the good news of Jesus because you don't think you are worthy. You may be thinking, Pastor, you just don't know the things that I've done in the past. There is no way Jesus would want me to tell others about Him after all the horrible things I have done. Well then, let's look at what Simon Peter and Jesus talk about today in our Gospel reading, beginning at verse 15. When they had finished breakfast, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of John, do you love me more than these? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, feed my lambs. He said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, Tend my sheep. He said to him the third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said to him, Feed my sheep. Why was Simon Peter grieved? Because Jesus said to him a third time, Do you love me? Why does Jesus ask this question of Peter three times? Remember, Jesus already knows the answer to his questions. In fact, we just heard Simon Peter's reply to Jesus Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. So, why did he ask Peter? Three times. Because Peter denied him three times in the courtyard before the rooster crowed. Peter denied knowing the Lord three times and now the Lord invited him to declare his love for him three times. And after each answer, Jesus instructs Peter to care for his sheep and lambs. Why? Because Jesus forgave Peter For denying even knowing Him. And earlier today, Jesus forgave you. Jesus forgave you for whatever it is that you've done in your past. When you confessed your sins this morning in thought, word, and deed, and asked to be forgiven, renewed, and led, so that you may delight in His will and walk in His way to the glory of His holy name. Pastor Chris, proclaim to you your sins are forgiven because Jesus forgave you for whatever sins you committed in the past. They are no longer something that is being held against you before God. Because of Jesus, your slate is wiped clean. Just as He wiped it clean for Simon Peter. Jesus forgave Peter and instructed him to feed my sheep. Meaning Peter was to go and tell others about what Jesus had done for him and for them and for the people of the whole world. But our Lord knew that it would be a rocky boat for Peter to travel. So Jesus warned him by saying, beginning at verse 18, Truly, truly, I say to you, When you were young, you used to dress yourself and walk wherever you wanted. But when you are old, you will stretch out your hands. And another will dress you and carry you where you do not want to go. This he said to show by what kind of death he was to glorify God. And after saying this, he said to him, follow me. You may recall that toward the beginning of his ministry, Jesus said to Peter, follow me. Now forgiven, Jesus invites Peter to follow him once again. But with the warning that by following Jesus, Peter will be led to a place where he does not want to go. And a little more than 30 years later, Peter would be crucified in Rome. The kind of death by which Peter was to glorify God. All because he followed Jesus. We live in a country where thanks be to God, we aren't being persecuted for our faith to the point of death. You may feel like at times you've been crucified on social media for sharing your faith and what you believe in. Or maybe you've been canceled by family or friends for your faith in Jesus. But remember what our Lord told His disciples on the night He was betrayed in John chapter 16, verse 33. I have said these things to you that in Me you may have peace. In the world you will have trouble. But take heart, I have overcome the world. In this world you too will have trouble. Many of you already have. But take heart. Find your peace and joy in Jesus who has overcome the world and one day will take you to the place you do long to go, where you will live in his presence forever and say with a loud voice, worthy is the lamb who was slain to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all human understanding, guard our hearts and minds through faith in Christ Jesus unto life everlasting. Amen.